Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Excited today to be joined by Ro Brooks, actor, he's a manager, producer, you name it, he's done it. And you've seen him everywhere. Tyler Perry, Have and Have Not. You've seen him on tons of movies, tons of TV shows, Meteor Man from back in the day, and then even more recent things he's done. Welcome for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks Appreciate so much, it, man, for coming through. Um, we got to kind of roll the clock back and okay. go all the way to Baltimore and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, hometown. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't know that you had a career sort of in music. Yeah. <laughs> you were producing, doing a little dancing. Talk yeah. to us a little bit about, you know, kind of how you got started uh, in the entertainment industry. All right. Well, uh, ooh, boy, I'm not going to date myself, but it's been, it's been a while. A couple minutes. Um, yeah, it's been a couple minutes, about an hour. Um, I was in a rap group called right. Twice As Nice, yes. and uh, this happened, I'm a half, to, well I was in high school, right, right. and uh, one of my buddies, right. he was already with the group, right. and they needed another dancer, right. so him and I, we had already danced together before, right. so he came to me and asked me to join the group, right. I got to meet the other guys, yes. uh, joined the group, mm -hmm. we did well, you sure. know, uh, did all the local venues and right. everything, and we did so well winning at all these competitions, right. we got a call to do the Apollo. Right. So, big. yeah, very big. Yeah. So, we went up New York uh, for about a year right. before we were televised. And right. We wow. won all the special guests mm -hmm. Wednesday nights. So like a right. certain night that you would go and it'd just right. be televised exactly. uh, locally. Right, like the amateur And after night. we did all that, no, it was it was amateur night, but it wasn't for television. Mm, it okay, was just gotcha. for the New well, York audience. Right. And then, um, after that, we would go up on a Sunday night, and mm. that's the one that will be sure. aired nationally. Right, right, right. So we went up and we actually won, right. wow. which we became the first rap group right. to ever win right. on Showtime at the Apollo. Wow. And uh, that journey was awesome. Mike Tyson, I met Mike Tyson right. at night too. So wow. that's when he was in his prime, <laughs> yes. killing things, you know, like, <laughs> right. and he hugged me, and his arms around me. I'm like, like pythons <laughs> all over my neck, and I'm like, Man, just don't hit me, baby. Right, right. And if I understand, um, thanks to Master P, you also were um, running like a record store and things like that. Well, no, I wouldn't say thanks to Master P. Uh, I, uh, not in that sense, anyway. Uh, um, I opened my first music store in oh, 19. It's been a minute. <laughs> early 90s. Right. I opened my first music store. And. Uh, I had a music store in the front, and then I had a record label in the back. Mm, okay. That was the first store. Um, that was called Rome Records. Right. And then I opened another store in my actual neighborhood in a regular row house, mm, right? Okay. Converted the living room and everything, right, right. living room, dining room into a music store, and I named right, that right. store Sounds in the Hood, right? right, right? Wow. So I opened that store with $35, right. basically, wow. right? right and when I... I was actually flipping all the money from $35 selling mixtapes. Right, right, right. Right? So I made enough money and I would just go back and forth and get guys to go in and do work on the property right, to right. get it radio store right. open, record store yeah. open. So um, fast forward, once um, I got all everything done, I had 
my manager right. actually uh, from my rap group, mm -hmm. she gave me five hundred dollars. Right, wow. right. Which for Nick then was a lot of money. I it was put the context. Right, that's I a had, lot. I had that's like a business loan. It basically really was because I had an idea for it because I had spent all the money that I had made selling the mixtapes, right. and I had got five hundred dollars from her, and I went and took that money. And Notorious Big, right. Life After Death was coming out, mm -hmm. and because we had a good. Um, relationship with distribution, right. we would get our music a day early. Mm, okay. And that's when I was with the first store. So I took right. the same idea and took it to my new store. Right. And I said, I'm going to take this $500 and buy nothing but life after death. Right. That's how I opened up my store with right. nothing but Biggie. Right, right. Wow. And the store blew up. Now, right. as far as Master P is concerned, right. Master P used to drop a record every two weeks wow. some artists like, mia yeah. x right. no uh mystical right. i don't care who it was c murder every two weeks a new record would come out right and that blew my store out of the water right. because right. we sold everything they had right the neighborhood just loved that we had all the music right. and sure. it came out a day early right. exactly. so exactly. we did great and i thank right. master p for that because right. without him um i don't know I mean, we still would have been successful, but I think he gave us a big push in right. that time because he broke like the mold of how mm -hmm. to do a record label right, right. and how to keep 85, 15, right, you right, know, versus right. giving the record labels all your money, you know? Right, right. So shout out to Master P. Mm -hmm. um, where do you feel that entrepreneurial spirit came from? Um, I think from, I think it's, it's, it's from parents, you mm -hmm. know, from my parents, just watching them struggle, uh, to take care of us, mm -hmm. um, even though they did a great job providing for us. I'm, I'm one of four, which I, I'm the youngest. Mm -hmm. I have three older sisters. Mm -hmm. So um, just watching watching them struggle, because I was that little kid. I'm very mm -hmm. uh, just focused, and I'm detail-oriented, and I'm just like, I lock in on whatever's going on. So mm -hmm. I'm nosy, mm -hmm. you know? So I see what's going on with, you know, mom working, two mm -hmm. jobs or whatever. So I see that. And as a boy, mm -hmm. we always say, well, mom, when I grow up, I'm gonna buy you right. a house. Exactly. Right? House, so yeah. at a young age, I started washing cars and right. helping my neighbor do whatever he needed, painting. Right. 10 years old, I'm out there making a couple dollars. Right. Just trying you to know, help. just trying to give it to mom and see if it helps. Right. You know, so I think that's where it came from. Right. And um, as I got, as I grew older, it became hard for me to even get employed. People mm -hmm. wouldn't hire me. Right. And when they did hire me, I had one job tell me that they would, I got, that they were gonna fire me because I thought too much. Wow. Right? So, so wow. at that age, I was around 18, right. something like that. And I said, I, I need to just be my own boss. And mm -hmm. I've been my own boss ever since. Right. How did you interpret that? At least now looking back on it, you thought too much uh, and hearing that at the age of 18. Yeah, I, I knew it. But I knew what he was saying. Um, there only can be one boss in a business. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not your partner and if I'm your employee, then I think they wanted me to do what they wanted me to do their way sure. and i saw we always saw a way to do what they wanted me to do in a quicker time frame sure. like right. i don't have to take three hours i can do it's this in an hour and a half right and they're like no 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 we need you to do it like this right. because finding out um be this was a clothing store i used to work right. at right so i'm really popular in baltimore sure. right it was downtown and it was on like the busiest bus line right, right on that corner so when before school lets out Right. They would have me 
downstairs doing all, you know, well, first they would have me upstairs right. fixing jeans and doing all this stuff right. up there. But when school let out, they would have me come down and go out front. Right, exactly. And so the people can see me that right, I know and I make all the money. Right, right, sure. So at the end of the week, right. after I made them, I know I would make three to $5,000 a day right. off of the things they sold. They sold right, great, right. great clothing. Right. But my check would only be a hundred and thirty dollars or right. something. It was like back then we were making like three thirty-five an hour. Right, right. So low. And I yeah. know what I made them. Right. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Right. I need to make it way more. I know they have to, you know, right. pay for the product first and then put, exactly. you know, their 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 profit on it. But right. I still should get more money than that. So I right. saw that mm -hmm. for one thing, and then I saw um what they were saying basically, I think too much is mm -hmm. they couldn't handle someone giving them advice on their own business. Right. You know, right. it's like, who are you? Right. You don't have your own business, you right. work for me, exactly. do it my right. way. Even though, yeah. right, you're attracting big sales. It seems right. like that spirit you talked about, sort of being inquisitive, nosy, paying Very attention, you yes. brought right into the entertainment industry, being willing to work mm -hmm. as an extra and literally work your way up and right. fight for every role. Talk yep. to us about sort of that transition, because um, we're setting up for the book here. Okay, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, um, when I first, well, of course, I've, I always wanted to act ever since I was a kid, like right. a young youth. but. Excuse me. When you don't know, you know the unknown is right. um, is scary. Yes. So, for a while, like first of all, I said like this. When I used to watch, say for instance, like um, uh, different strokes mm -hmm. or the Andy Griffin show, right. anything that had a kid on it right. that was doing a great job at acting, right. I looked up to them. Mm -hmm. But I also thought they were geniuses because. I felt like because I didn't know the business, right. they were remembering all those lines. <laughs> right, how did they do that? How could they do that? Right. So wow. that scared me mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And um, after, you know, once I grew up and I still didn't understand the game, I just told myself I'll never let anything stop me from stepping into an unknown area. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not gonna be denied, period. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said, I'm gonna go in it scared. Right. But I'm gonna go in it. Right. So acting there was nobody in my neighborhood or nobody I hung out with that knew anything about acting. Right. Back then, you know, certain people were actors. Right. You know, and Uncle Baltimore. Baltimore wasn't a big city for right. acting. Sure. So all we knew was whatever else was available, right? Mm, right. So um, I wanted to act. I got a call. Well, actually, I'm watching television. Um, no, it was on the radio. I apologize. I'm listening to the radio in my kitchen and they said that it was a movie coming to town, mm -hmm. which was the Robert Townsend's right. Meteor, Meteor Man. Man. Right. And if you wanted to participate as an extra, right. they needed us to send a Polaroid picture, right. which they the were back then, right. with our information on it. And if we fit the profile, right. we would get a call. Wow. And I sure. got a call. Yeah, amazing. And that's what did everything for me. I got bit by the acting bug, right. and I've been doing it ever since. Sure, and it sounds like that was a candy store. I mean, there's so many greats in that show. Man, uh, Luther music Man, groups. Dross, <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill Cosby, right. Naughty by Nature. Right. Oh my goodness, it was a, it was a, about 20 just mega superstars in that right. one project. Right. 
Yes, it right. was it was huge. Right. And you were willing, it seems, to sort of, you know, humble yourself and like you said, being hungry to learn, it didn't matter. And it sounds like that is a setup for your book where you talk about, you know, from being an extra to an actor, that people shouldn't be ashamed or afraid to no. start there, no. um, even if it necessarily means it's that they the may not setup, get paid. But it's the setup. See, mm -hmm. like you said, when I when I got this first job, because I didn't know anything about the business, right. I knew the only way for me to get it would be hands-on, mm -hmm. right? Didn't know anything about any books, right. anything. Hands-on for me. I never went in saying, I'm gonna be an extra. Even though I was an extra, to me, I was a principal, right. and that's my goal. That was always my goal, to become a principal, not to be a background actor. Sure. I need to do this to learn the industry, to learn the ins and outs, to learn the lingo of the industry. Right. This is why I'll do this. This is why I need to learn how to be comfortable in front of the camera. I right. need to know how to respond around celebrity actors. Right. I need right. to know what a DP, like all this stuff, it was acting right. class for me. Sure. Wow. So when you go into something with that perspective, then you'll get a lot out of it. Don't go in it as just wanting to be an extra because that's what you'll end up being. Right, after doing that movie, what do you feel sort of helped guide your career, whether it was an agent or a manager or somebody who inspired you to sort of go to the next level? Because it can be so hard. It's a great opportunity, but then, okay, how do you get to the next? I'm kind of self-inspiring, man. Mm -hmm. um, I was always, it doesn't take a lot to inspire me to do better or right. to do other things because I know where I come from mm -hmm. and that's from poverty. Right. So to inspire, to do greater things, like I said, it was the kids on television right. that I wanted to imitate, right. you know, so I got into the business. Once I got on set, I knew I was home. If you right. know any actors, uh -huh. other actors, they'll tell you the same thing. You'll know when you're home. Right. Right. So as soon as I stepped on set, they didn't even treat me like background. Right. I felt like a principal actor immediately. Right. So as soon as I was there, I was like, this is it. Right. This is what I want to do. Right. So when, once that happened, of course, you know, after that, then I'm setting up how I'm going to get the next job. Right. Da, 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 all those right. things. So now I'm starting to research. I find a company, uh, Linda Townsend mm -hmm. Management, and Maryland, not in Baltimore, but mm -hmm. I forget which part of uh, Maryland. But I went and uh, auditioned for them and they picked me up. So from mm -hmm. that point, I started doing some other things. Uh, right. America's Most Wanted commercials and different little things like that. Just building my resume, building right. my confidence and just, you know, building me as an actor. And that's, you know, I just kept moving forward from that perspective. Right. Talking about that, you've played so many different roles and the show has a medicine bent to it. And one of the roles that inspired you was where you were playing somebody who was handicapped. Tell us sort of how you got into character for that and, and why it was so you inspirational. You did your research. That movie was called The Holloway Story. Yes. And the guy's name was actually Shelton mm -hmm. Jerome, right. which is my first name, <laughs> right. Holloway. Um, it was brought to me by a director um, that I had met in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I was actually living in Atlanta at this time when okay. I did this project. And um, he brought it to me and told me what it was about, which mm -hmm. was about this uh, mentally challenged adult. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say at the time he might have been in the 11th or 12th grade. Mm -hmm. And he had an IQ of 30, mm -hmm. right? So he was arrested for killing mm -hmm. his um, classmate. Right. And then, like, uh, 
cutting out and uh, selling or whatever her body, her organs, right, mm-hmm. or whatever. So the the way it unfolded was it was a doctor, and this is a true story. Right. This wow. is a true story. It was a doctor in that city, Alabama, I believe it was. It was wow. a doctor there that had a son mm-hmm. whose wife was dying because she needed a new heart or what oh, have wow. you. So they looked for someone who uh, had a heart, you know, or, or fit the same right. whatever wow. as his daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. and they killed that girl, wow. right? And set Took her heart person. and her organs or whatever. Right. And then because my family was uh, in poverty and, mm-hmm. you know, um, not really educated, mm-hmm. they um, threatened the mother of the mm-hmm. character I played mm-hmm. because she was, like, getting, um, uh, like, assistance right. from the government right. and she was like not doing it properly mm-hmm. so they like threatened her right. so she helped them and she said that wow. you know I did it or whatever mm-hmm. so this guy Jerome uh, Shelton Jerome Holloway he's still right. in prison today right. Wow. so it's been a long time like 30-40 years or so because right. Right. I watched that scene mm-hmm. where you were I'm gonna tell really you how trying I, to you know and I see you had the hands let me tell you how down. I got it yeah, mm-hmm. that was your initial question too mm-hmm. so um I wasn't, they didn't allow me to visit him in the prison, right? Mm. So the director, he went to the prison and visited him. Right. And I was able to speak to Shelton over the phone. Wow. So we talked, I got a lot of information from him, mm. and then he gave me the okay to speak to his parents and his mm-hmm. family members. Right. So that's how I found out how to mm-hmm. actually build my character. I found mm-hmm. out um, his mannerisms, his right. tw- his quirks, and things that he did with his hands, mm-hmm. and you know the speed of his delivery, right. like everything, um, the way people loved him, his walk, just everything. I got all these things from different people, mm-hmm. and once I got it, you know, enough information, then I just built on it, and I w- was able to create. Right. You know what I thought was Shelton Holloway all, all over again. True, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very it's a very touching scene. Um, Thank you. You've clearly also walked by faith, and yes. it seems like even when things were trying to go wrong, uh, somehow the Lord made a way. So talk to us about that Tyler Perry story of how you got from the call to Atlanta. <laughs> Did that tell to you about that before? No, we haven't talked about it before. What? Um, oh man, this is crazy because I don't I don't even think I ever spoke about this on camera before. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I'm we gonna talk about this. <laughs> so my manager called me for the uh, well for all you actors out there or uh, aspiring actors, make sure you are always ready. Never get ready. Absolutely. Just always be ready. You never know when you're gonna get that call. All right, so I get a phone call one one morning, early one morning, but I don't see that the call came in until about 12 or one that Mm -hmm. afternoon, right? It was me receiving an audition for Tyler Perry's The Haves and Have Nots. Normally, your audition is for the following day. Mm -hmm. Right, but it's very rare you'll get one the same day. Sure. This happened to be one one of those days. Right. It was in, uh, a couple hours. Right, and you're in L.A. at the time. I'm here, right. right. So <clears throat> this audition was for maybe two hours after I found out about the call. Right. I And I had to pay, play a grandfather or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was like 
just going crazy in the house because I had all these sides I had to learn. Right. In this little short period of time, the interview, the audition was on Wilshire Boulevard, right. which is far from North Hollywood. Sure. Right. Then parking's crazy. <laughs> of course, always. So I'm having to figure all these things out, figure right. out what I'm going to wear, how I can right. fall into this role of this guy, right. and then at the same time, figure out what kind of delivery, you know, I'm, all these things are right. going through my head. So, talked to my wife. I said, baby, I got an audition, and we got to be there in 30 minutes nice. at this time. Wow. So, I drove, mm -hmm. she shotgunned, right. she read me my lines right. while I drove. Right. So, while we're driving, she's, she's spitting me the lines, and I'm right. giving them back, and we're going through that the whole ride. Right. When I get there, of course, Thank God she went with me because right. there's nowhere to park. Exactly right. So I just have to get out the car, right. run into the building, right. and see. At this time, it's time for me. It's time for yes. my audition. As right. soon as I get in, sign in, right. and I grab sides because now I really want to hold the sides and study them. Sure. I get the sides and they say, "Mr. Brooks, you can come on in." And I was <laughs> like, I look at the sides like. <laughs> so I walk into the room. They audition me. I think they gave me like two, you know, two um, two directions. They wanted me to do it this one way and then this other way. Did that, left the room. I would say a week or so went by, at least a week went by. I forgot all about it because, you know, right. we audition all the time. Right. So I forgot about that. I'm out with the partner of mine right. and I get the call from my manager. He obviously forgot. He said, sure. Ro, uh, right. Tyler Perry wants to see you in Atlanta. Uh, I say, for what? Right, exactly. He was like, that's what I was saying. <laughs> exactly. I said, uh, for what? He said, obviously you auditioned and they liked your audition. I was like, are you serious? He was like, yeah, they want to see you in Atlanta. I said, when? He said, tonight. <laughs> wow. You leave oh tonight on the red line, on right. the red eye. Wow. I said, what? Wow. I, I'm still thinking he's joking. Sure, he was like, no, I'm dead serious. Right. He said, if you, they want you to bring three weeks of clothing. Wow. If you book, you'll stay. If you don't, you'll be flying out on that on the next thing smoking. Right, right. So I was like, wow. Right. Went home, got myself together. Mm -hmm. Wife and them couldn't believe it. Right. Um, we leave for the airport that evening. Mm -hmm. Everything that could have went wrong right. went wrong. Right? On the highway. Right. We get a blowout. Wow. We're driving in, in LA. In LA, we're right. driving in the fast lane, right. furthest to the left, airport, right? right? Wow. Pow! Yeah. Blowout, yeah. not a flat, right. a it's blowout, right. disintegration of the tire. Right. Right. When I say, if you don't know the Lord, you better know the Lord. Sure. Right. My car, I never, I heard it, right. but my car was never affected. Mm. Wow. We went all the, it's like the sea of traffic just right. opened up. And you were there was at nobody it. on the right of me. Right. Wow. I was able to glide all the way over right. to the shoulder of right. the road without the car and doing no this right, right. with Which no tire. It felt right. like it had four brand new tires. Wow. I was able to get off to the shoulder of the road. Right. Wife going crazy. My daughter's going crazy. Right. I'm just as calm as you, right. I couldn't believe how calm I was. Mm. So I'm telling them, Calm down, guys. It's right. going to be fine. Don't worry about it. I got this. Right. You got to get your flight. You know, I got to get my flight. So we're standing on the side. I said, look, guys, grab your phones, turn your lights on, shine them out into the traffic to let people know that we need some help. Right. Uh, preferably a tow truck driver, whatever. So 
while they were doing that on the side of the shoulder of the road there was like this ditch mm -hmm. that went down and mm -hmm. when it the further it went down there were like rocks and things mm -hmm. so i just happened to notice that so while i'm trying to change the tire i go into the trunk i grab the um spare tire right. and then um i grab the actual jack right. but the jack doesn't have the crank oh right oh, right right no crank uh, so I couldn't get the tire off. Right. So I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Right. I can't get this tire off. So I go down to uh, to the bottom mm -hmm. of the, the, the hole where I was sitting on the side mm -hmm. of the road. And I'm walking down there and I'm talking to myself. I'm actually talking to God. And I'm mm -hmm. saying, I know it's going to be fine. I'm mm -hmm. saying, Satan, you can't. You're not going to win. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, so I see a boulder. I'm mm -hmm. trying to pick pick this boulder up because I need to pick the right. oh, wow. car up, okay. right? right? So I'm trying so to pick this rock it. up. Like, I'm, I'm going to jack it myself. Yeah, I'm going to jack it myself. <laughs> exactly. It Look, I know where I had to go. <laughs> exactly. I'm couldn't pick, I couldn't pick it. I'm going to be more. I'm exactly. be extra strong than that. <laughs> exactly. right. So I try to pick the boulder up. I was trying up. to see where you were going with the boulders. Wow. Yeah, I had to find something to hold the car while I changed the tire. So I couldn't lift it. Right. So I just bust out laughing while <laughs> right. I was down there. Right. I said, look, I know, like I said, I know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I said, before I go uh, back up, you know, to my family, mm -hmm. they're going to yell down to me and say, it's a tow truck drive up mm -hmm. here. Before I finished that thought, my wife was like, it's a tow truck up here. <laughs> wow. I said, I told you. I said, I told you. Thanks, God. Right. I walked back up smiling. As soon as I got up to the top of the hill, the tow truck, it was a woman. Right. She said. I said, thank you, thank you so much. Right, she said, no, I'm home. not here to, um, to take you guys. Uh -oh. And my face went from a smile to a frown. <laughs> right, I was like, like right. no. It's one of those, she was like, no, I just happened to film. see your lights. Right. Wow. And I wanted to tell you that I was, I'm on my way to somewhere else, but I already called somebody else to come back for right, you. Right. But I you're said, like, time, I mean, you're yeah, appreciative, but No, I'm definitely still, doing this. Yes, know, I'm definitely right. like, are you sure you <laughs> can't take me? Right. No, please. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was like, Take me to the airport, I'll pay you. Right, something, please. So my wife was like, all right, so I'm gonna call my girlfriend. I'm gonna get her to come and take you to the airport. I said, cool. She called her girlfriend. Her girlfriend came around the same time the tow truck guy mm -hmm. got there, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So I'm all like about to tear up because right. I gotta leave my family right. on right. the highway right. with At someone nighttime. I don't know, right? right. right? right. Me, and, me and the girlfriend, we going to the, sure. the yep. airport, right. but I don't You'll know this okay. tow truck driver. Sure. Right. So I talked to him, he was a Mexican, Tow, tow truck driver, and I said, look, sir, this is my family. Right. I need you to make sure they get home safely. Da 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 da, -da. I took them through all that. I gotta get to this airport. I have a big meeting in Atlanta, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Please take care of my family, I'm counting on you. And he was like, I got you, don't worry about it. They'll be home, they'll get home safe, this and that. So I give him my kid and my wife sure. hugs, and they crying, and I'm like, no, it's gonna be good, it's gonna be good. But I gotta go, but I gotta go. Or call the forever. I said, we gotta, I gotta go. I got in the car with my, uh, my wife's girlfriend, drove to the airport, and we're late at this point, right? right, right? right. So you know I gotta hurry up and try to get <laughs> on this no plane. Right. I get to the um, desk, to the right. counter, right. with my my suitcase. Right. My suitcase is too heavy. Oh man, because you're packed for three weeks and oh my <sighs> too God. heavy. They could not <laughs> let me through. The other. I'm telling you, they, wow. they wouldn't let me through. Sure. So she said the only thing we could do is get rid of some of your things, right? Wow. And then you go, or we could 
take all your things out of your suitcase, right. put them in a plastic bag, wow. and we'll let you take the plastic bag on. I said, cool. I dumped everything out of my suitcase, left He's my like, suitcase at the I airport, out the window. right, and a big, heavy-duty, <laughs> right. clear, right. See through, right. see everything. everything, see all of my everything. Um, and I said, you know what? I don't even care. Right. Exactly. You don't even God. know right. what I've been right. through. I took that to. bag like Santa Claus, <laughs> exactly. threw it on my back, and I ran right. to get in the line, to the line, right? Wow. Exactly. I'm running through the line to get right. to the gate. Right. I get to the gate, it's a million people in front of me. Right. So <laughs> I see this it. one couple in front of me, and right. they they ask um, the person at the gate, "Look, I'm in a rush. Do you mm -hmm. mind if I boom boom boom?" I said, "I'm gonna do the same exactly. thing." Exactly. Hey, I learned hey, quick. Look, I'm, I'm in a quick yes, study. <laughs> um, I, I have to go and meet with Tyler right. Perry in the morning. They was like, "Come with me." Sure, yeah. They rushed me <laughs> oh, straight nice. to the freaking airplane. Right, right. I get to the airplane. There are no seats. Oh man. I'm not this lying. I had to go all the way through the plane wow. and the only seat that was available was the one next to the toilet. Right, with the dumb seats basically. Right? And I got my bag and everybody's watching me, looking at me like this dude got a seaty yeah. trash bag. Is that right? Right. Sweating right. They probably gave him the ticket for free. Oh, right. Right. <laughs> Get him out of the city. Real hard. Wow. I'm still in my head like y'all don't know what I've been exactly. through. Wow. I get to Atlanta. Right. Get to my hotel. Right. My room's not ready. Right. So at I have three in the sit, morning or something. Well, probably. At least. Right, at, right. at least at wow. three, four in the morning. I'm sitting right. in the airport. I mean, sitting in the hotel lobby. Waiting right. for a room. Tired is all Of course, get out. right. I mean, all the effort oh you put through gosh. to get to the airport, get to the yes. plane, get to the. Wow. Finally, get my room. Um, couldn't go to sleep. Right. Too right. amped up. Right. So right. I studied my exactly. lines. Um, the next morning, I'm meeting with Tyler. Hmm. I finally meet him in this one building. Hmm. And matter of fact, before I meet him, he sends us a whole nother set of lines hmm. to, to right. remember. It's always, like you said, always said, be ready. Changes at the last moment. You have to. So every right. we had to go through all this, right? right. So once that happened, um, and I'll, I'll speed it up. So once that happened, um, he finally get me in the room. I auditioned for him. Um, and it was some other guys out in the hallway or what have you. And I was trying to wonder why they were in the hall, why we all were in the hallway. Mm -hmm. So I noticed like they was they were leaving or some guys weren't in the hallway that were there before mm -hmm. me. I just saw like one other guy. Mm -hmm. After my audition, Tyler Perry came out and um, he shook my hand, told me uh, and gave me a hug and told me it was a very nice audition or what have you. Then he went to the other, only other guy that was still around, said something to him and he left. And then the producer, um, he called me and he opened the door and was like, Jerome. And um, he said, come on in. And I went in and he was like, we'd like to offer you the role. Wow. And, and I said, just was like, <laughs> right. he said, I know we got to call your people. Like, right, right. I, yeah, I said, right, we just going to let you know. Man, look, we're going to take this. <laughs> exactly. For you what know, we went my through. people, they on board. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's like, we're, I'll we're make sure this is cool. No problem. Right, right. I just was wow. so happy. He was like, yeah, man, we, we, uh, we, uh, we wanted you from the, you know, from the jump, you know? So I was like, thank you. So now this is the part where I tell you, you guys always be ready. So I'm coming in this job. Um, I believe I'm replacing someone. Mm -hmm. But just and, a few episodes, probably. Right, and I believe they shot 
like a week full of material mm. before I arrive. Right. So when I'm coming in, we're going to do that whole week of right. work okay. that day. Wow, in one day. With Jeez. me wow. having memorized all these lines. Wow. For all these different pieces of episodes right. or however it was laid out, I had to have all that stuff together. Wow. And we got it through. We, we, we did it. I got a standing ovation. Right. Tyler, I never right. expected that. He gave okay. me a standing ovation clap. Right. And everybody else, the crew and cast, they started clapping. And I just yeah. felt like this is so worth what I went through to right. get here. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. I mean, from starting off as an extra to literally clawing your way yeah, through. Just, to yeah, just, yeah. Being yeah. ready to then that night and then yeah. the ultimate moment. And that wasn't, that wasn't my first big job mm -hmm. from the extras. I've right. done tons of things sure. prior to Tyler Perry, Sons right. of Anarchy, right. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a lot of really big network sure. shows or what have you. Yeah. But just knowing what I had to go through, nothing, none of those other shows, I had to be ready, ready on the spot. Right. Like for this show, Tyler Perry, shoot, I don't know if you know this, mm -hmm. but he shoots like, um, like daytime talk. Mm -hmm like a daytime soap opera. Right. Oh, they okay. shoot that really kind of fast. Right, right, right. Exactly. So he could shoot an episode right. in a day. Right. When right. in Hollywood, it takes us a week to a week and a half right. to shoot an episode. He right. shoots really fast. Mm -hmm. So you have to know right. what you're doing. And that's why you need to always be ready. Right. Regardless of you know, how you were taught, you have a situation and it's right before you, be ready. Sure. What types of things do you look forward to doing in terms of the future roles that you haven't played or just even moving forward in the business? I still want to play a superhero, man. Okay. Like, I still want to play a superhero. Mm -hmm. um, I was a part of a company back in the day. In 2010, mm -hmm. I did Black Panther, mm -hmm. my own mm -hmm. version. Right. And um, it was shot really well. We had a mm -hmm. really good team. The director was really good. And um, I played uh, Black Panther, and, mm -hmm. and it was a really great piece. Um, I sent it to Marvel mm -hmm. or what have you, and they wind up putting it on like their website, some kind of Marvel website. I saw it on right. there, but um, I didn't get an audition right. for you know the role. And this was, matter of fact, this was 2008 because mm -hmm. it was 10 years later, mm -hmm. and then 2018. Mm -hmm the first oh, Black Panther from Marvel came out. So I had shot mine 10 years prior. And um, I just really, really wanted that role. But I was really happy to see who got it. You know, Chadwick, rest in soul, rest in peace. Uh, Chadwick, great, great actor. He did a great performance. And that role was made for him. So um, I still need one. I still need one, Marvel. Yeah, I still need one. But I've, I've, I've been in for other things um, from Marvel since. I've, I've, you know, I've uh, auditioned for several different roles on different projects for them, but I definitely need, still need that, that spot. Sure. Tell us about how you maintain your positivity and take care of yourself. Well, it's not, it's not easy, man. Um, you have to have tough leather skin, mm -hmm. crocodile skin as an actor. Um, it's true when they say uh, you get more, way more no's than you get yeses. So those no's pile up, they pile up. And a lot of, if you're not sure in who you are and, and your abilities, it could really shake you mm -hmm. because you, you'll start thinking, maybe I'm not that good. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Maybe this thing is not for me. Mm -hmm. You have to 
dodge that. You have to keep positive people around you that reinforce right. your confidence in yourself. You have to have those good, that good, strong foundation. And that's what I have. My family, my wife, my children, yeah. you know, my friends. Um, you know, you have to have people that, that are around you to let you know this is where you need to be. And then right. you talk to God. And you, I, I used to always tell God, like, God, if this is for me, give me a sign. Sure. Right. And I'll get that sign. Right. And I'm like, thank you. Right. Because I wanted it because it's, it's still in here. I still feel that passion, mm -hmm. you know. So um, those things only make me go harder right. and just continue to create. And that's why I play outside the box a lot of times, creating things like the Black Panther on my own and shooting right. my own independent things because right. I like to be in control of my own destiny. Right. I don't sure. like to always be on that one side where right. I have to wait to see if they like me if right. they want me so i'll take that but i also do this because when they're not hiring i'm over here shooting my own stuff sure you know absolutely tell me where we can find you and what you're up to these days okay well you can find me on instagram okay. at uh Robrooks underscore um i'm also on facebook at Roe brooks and twitter at Roe brooks and um i'm just grinding man i just uh, finished a new film um, I can't really talk about it right now, but it's a thriller. My yes, very okay. first thriller I'm really oh, excited about. That should be out, I would say, between first and second quarter of mm -hmm. uh, 2023. Mm -hmm. uh, really great cast, mm -hmm. uh, star-studded cast. Um, great, great, great storyline. You guys are going to love that one. Like sure. I said, it's a thriller. Yeah. Never done yeah. one. Finally yeah. got a chance. Yeah. And um, we did a great, great job collectively, man. So yeah. look forward to... Seeing me again yes. with Moshi, <laughs> yeah, cause we're gonna and we're going to be talking it. about this exactly. movie, and I'll give you the name then. Sure. Right. But um, yeah, so that, for one, and on the flip side of me being an actor, um, and like you said, an author with the book. Oh, and you can get my book, How to Go from Extra to Actor, on my website at robrooks.com. So um, I started a management company, mm, Talent okay. Management. Yes. And it's called Brooks Talent Management. Mm -hmm. This uh, we started it in uh, what, 2019. Okay. So three years, three and a half years now, and it's going well. It's mm -hmm. going great actually. We have some really good clients, and we're uh, making some waves, man. Good, good, we're good. making some waves, booking some jobs, and you know, getting them tied into some really great agencies, and Absolutely. you know, it's been a very successful uh, thing, and I'm glad I did it because. We, we look for diversity, so we have a lot of everybody, you know, mm -hmm. not just blacks. We have right. whites, Mexicans, Korean, Chinese, uh, you mm -hmm. name it. We have all uh, different um, ethnicity, ethnicities signed to us, and we're um, all around the world, not just right. L.A. We're across the, you know, overseas. We have clients everywhere. Right, because like you said, you never know exactly who they may need or what the profile yeah. may be, and you'll be ready. Yeah. So as a company, yeah. clearly. India. Right. Africa, Europe, we have clients in all those different places, man. So as well as the 50 states here. So, you know, not all 50 states, but all throughout um, these 50 states of America, man, we have clients everywhere. So I just want to give different people from different uh, walks of life the opportunity. And I don't make it as hard as because it's very hard to get sure. an agent, exactly. manager, it's any kind of representation. Right. So we're here to help make that process a little easier right. and then give our clients the things that actors really really yearn for that we don't 
don't normally get from our representatives. So mm -hmm. the things that I may have not gotten from my management or agency at one point, I took those things and said, I'm gonna give those to my clients. Right. And that's what we do at BTM. Sure, and I want to highlight that as a thank you um, for always giving back. You're always going wow. back home. You're always doing things back Have in the community. You're to. always um, representing and um, not sort of forgetting where you came from no. and keeping that humility. Have to. I have to keep that hunger right. spot in my stomach, man. You always know where you come from. I always make sure I visit the um, senior citizen buildings, right. you know, just to go show them some love. Because I know right. most times they can't get out and about. Right. They might, um, you know, may have different illness, illnesses where they can't leave or uh, missing limbs or whatever. So I go and just show love. I go to right. them. Right. No. And um, that's just what it takes, man. We got to give back sure. in all kinds of fashion. I love it. You heard it here from Roe Brooks. Have the skin of an alligator, tough, be willing to accept no, realize yeah. that a no is just a delay to a yes. That's right. Um, have confidence in who you are That's and right. what you want to be if you're going into this business mm -hmm. because it is filled with more rejections and acceptances at the time, but it shouldn't define who you are or define your character. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You're a pleasure. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. 